The following program is furnished by Startup Nation Media Group. All right, welcome to this edition of Startup Nation Radio. We've got a really cool story of someone who has come up with a great idea for a business, rallied a great team. It's actually a co-founding team, two co-founders of the company and of the idea that made it all happen, brought the team together, got all the pieces together, and it's a really interesting company for sure. And so we want to welcome Carolyn Espinoza and Alex Vandervert, business partners, but also interestingly, mother and son. That's right. Wow. The company is Quicker Co., And you take a lot of the pain points out of the, I mean, something I know well, everyone knows well, when you have to have uh, maintenance done to your car, it's cumbersome and you don't know where to go. And then you go and you got to wait and you got to spend the time and the whole thing. There's a lot of inconvenience associated with it. Carolyn, let's start with you. As you said, I'm Carolyn Espinoza. I'm the co-founder and CPO of Quicker. And I love that CPO, even that's creative. So come on, CPO, what's a CPO? I'm chief people officer. I love that, (laughs) chief people officer. I knew that, but uh, I like that. Okay, go ahead. So I come from the private equity world. I was VP of HR for a Midwest portfolio. And I got to a point where the companies weren't in a good spot. I felt like I had contributed a lot and I really wanted to take some time off and recharge my batteries. So August, 2019, I did just that. And so there you were, you were working for somebody else. Yes. You were in a paid position. You were an employee. I was. You were. And you saw things that could have been done differently, maybe better. And you also were burnt out and you were looking for a change. You know, there was a time that I probably would have not wanted to admit that I was burnt right. out. But right. I honestly Some people don't even know that they are. I was. Right. And, and <laughs> so, you were, yeah. Yeah. So there was a darkness to the private equity world a little bit. And yeah, I saw some things that I wanted to do different. So taking that time off, I really anticipated going back to work in 2020, but the pandemic happened and I really had to reevaluate. And we came up with Quicker. And you did. And you came up with Quicker. We want to hear how you came up with it. First, Alex, we want to hear a little bit about you. You're the guy that has the audacity to go into business with your mom. Yeah, I, I jokingly say for once in my life, I, you know, I wanted to be in charge of her and stuff. <laughs> she, well, when, when she walked into the studio, she whispered to me, I'm the boss. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's right. Here's, your, know, but, here's your 20. <laughs> right. But no, this is great. I mean, it's a great story now. Now, so tell us about this. Here's what we want to cover right now at this point in the show. And that is, so you were burnt out. You were looking for something, Alex. You're, who came to who, whom? And how did this idea come about and where did it come from? Yeah, Tell us so the backstory. My background, I'm, I'm a plant manager for a tier one automotive supplier located here in the metro Detroit area. And unfortunately, like a lot of people, when the pandemic hit, found myself unemployed during that time. We just, in that time, Carolyn was looking for a solution to have something for her car fixed and wasn't quite comfortable with going into a dealership. And in my previous work experience, I had dealt with mobile mechanics. And so I started looking up mm. in the area and seeing if they had anything, and they didn't. And then she called a company that was able to source a third-party mechanic, and she didn't have a, a great experience with it. And I said, hey, there could be a really good business case for this in, the, in this area. So we started not yeah. once to let the grass grow under our feet, started creating a business plan, and we came up with Quicker. How cool. You know, they say need is the mother of invention, leading to the formation of business around these great ideas that people sometimes have. And uh, in your cases, you needed to make a change. You were burnt out. You wanted, mm-hmm. you were looking for a change. In the mm-hmm. case of Alex, you, fortunately or unfortunately, hopefully fortunately, depending on how the story goes, <laughs> yeah. depending on how your mom does, making this business go, you know, you were forced to look for an alternative. 
Yeah, I mean, we anticipated going back to work, but, you know, there was no kind of end in sight. Didn't know how long, and it was three months that I was unemployed for. So it provided us the, the adequate time yeah. to kind of sit down and yeah. do our paperwork. Had you ever been an entrepreneur before, or was that yeah, a new choice? I think both of us have always kind of had side hustles, so to speak. Yep. And, you know, whether it be real estate or other companies, you know, we were always kind of entrepreneurial spirits. Yep. But you made the choice. I think I find this really interesting, and it really, frankly, is a hallmark of the post-pandemic period. People are really making the choice like never before to, instead of going back to work where they were before and going into a job, to forming a business of their own. I mean, you're doing what a lot of people are doing right now, making the choice to do it. Even given the risks, you know, given all associated with making that choice, that's a choice that you feel good about and that you've obviously made. Well, absolutely. Uh, There's a ton of opportunity, especially more relevant than ever. You know, how do you become an attractive employer, right? And especially with the labor shortages and shortages of everything. And that's the pillars of when we made this company. How are we going to do things differently? Yeah, one of the founding or part of the founding pillars. It's all about the people for me. Well, I want to stop you there because I am stuck on something you just said. Uh oh. I love it, actually. What? I love it. You said when I asked you about your business and you made that choice, you said we wanted to figure out a way to be a great employer. Yes. I don't think I've ever had anybody answer to why did you start a business with that answer. And I think that says everything about you guys. And then you picked up and said we're about the people. That is an amazing statement, actually. I'm going to remember that statement. That That's unique. And I think businesses can take a page out of your book, if you will, because if you focus on taking care of your employees and being a great employer— Assuming you have a great business model that's meritorious and all the rest, fundamentally, you got a great shot to succeed if you can get your people to buy in and yes. to feel good about what they're doing. Because well, the, the oh, go ahead, please, Alex. Yeah. The idea of conscious capitalism, right? We can be a profitable company, a smart company, but you know, if we invest in our most valuable assets first and foremost, which are our employees, then the company will be successful. I mean, there it is right there. I hope it everybody is. heard that. Everyone thinking of starting a business. It doesn't get said enough and it doesn't get said that way. And I'm so glad you guys are on the show because you've made that clear and you have, you know, a real focus on, you said you, you're a people person. Yeah. What does that mean to you and how have you put that to work in the business? Obviously, you're, you know, you're part of this vision of being a great employer, but beyond that, I know you want to get back to your community too. That's important to you. We really are community focused and uh, we want our employees to feel the same way. It's important for the employees to know that we're invested in them, whether it's through continued training, profit sharing, you know, other ideas that I have for the future, which I'm not going to say right now, just because I want to make sure they come together. Sure. But one of our founding pillars is definitely being involved in the community. So we have partnered up with a few nonprofits and whether it is, you know, servicing their vehicles, helping them without charging them or finding a way to share in the profits. So if somebody goes through one of the nonprofits and gets a service, we will contribute a certain percentage. Yeah, I love that. And a lot of companies are doing that now. I mean, I think more than ever, one of the things, again, that's also a hallmark of the post-pandemic era is that people are making choices to do business with a great deal of intention because they are mission-driven or socially conscious. They know there's more to the business than just making profits. And that's a big, big, as I say, hallmark for businesses today. And um, you guys are on the cutting edge of that. Well, I also think what it does is it helps attract future talent. Yes. And then retain them. So people know that we're socially responsible to our employees, to the community. I love that. So what I want to do, we're going to run to a quick break. When we come back from the break, I want to hear how you went from the idea. So you had this idea, you had a kind of your values down for this business of what was important to you and how you wanted to convey that to the rest of the team and to who you were as a business and to your customer base, obviously. 
But I want to hear how you got the business from idea to getting it off the ground, getting it launched, and then where it is today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Stick Thanks. with us. You're going to hear all of that and more from Carolyn and Alex when we come back after this break on Startup Nation Radio. Welcome back to Startup Nation Radio. A couple of really cool people in the studio. You know, we try to feature business ideas and success stories and knowledge and know-how and tips on Startup Nation Radio in order to inspire you and to inform you, to empower you, equip you to start a business of your own and to have the best shot at success. And we got a couple of people worth listening to in the studio today. As I said, I'm even dialed in to this one. So we've got Carolyn Espinoza and Alex Vandervert, both from uh, Quicker Co. The website is uh, quickerco.com, Q-U-I-K-E-R-C-O.com. All right. You've got this business. You provide a very convenient, efficient experience to consumers who need to get their car repaired. That's correct. Remind us again specifically what the business model is. So it's on-site automotive services that we bring automotive car care direct to your home, work, wherever it might be. Okay. So that makes sense to me. Yep. Is the price for using your service, how does it compare to me if I'm willing to sit there in a sweaty shop and me drive it over and do all that kind of stuff as an alternative? How do the prices compare? They're competitive. I I mean, we always price check just doing market research, but traditionally we come in 20% less than what a dealership would be. Well, there we go. So that's the business model. Great service, at least competitive price, if not better. Yep. And I'm sure quality work, knowing who you guys are, done by those employees who have bought into your vision and are proud to be on the team because you guys take such great care of them. Absolutely. So far, I'm loving this model. How did you go from idea to getting it off the ground now? Well, how did that happen? Like Alex said, I had gone down a rabbit hole with a call center that provides a subcontractor to come out, kind of like an Angie's List, right, of mechanics. And it was a very frustrating experience. And I think that that kind of made Alex think about that. And we had always talked about possibly doing something together. So we started doing the research. Yep. So the first thing, obviously, would be, you know, you create your business plan. Yep. And thankfully, I had some mentors that I could reach out to, ask them for advice. And once we kind of had the business plan, it was the next step was like, how are we going to fund this? And so we both self-funded this together and we, we bought our first van. I went down to Florida. Wow. That was some fabricators that could give us the specialized equipment that we were You guys for. are in. You were committed. Yes. We're in. You're in. And this isn't that long ago. Well, how no, long? What so was this? Yeah, we formed a company in 2020 in December. And then in February, we bought our first van. In March, we went operational. But you have to also understand that as soon as shutdown happened, we were just doing research. And we were doing all of the business plan. And we did a lot of test driving, you know, trying to really figure out how we could best service the clients and what we needed in our employees. Yeah. So that time span between when we bought our first van to March, we had a 100-car initiative where we did 100 cars for free. We wanted to know what we did well, what we didn't do well before we went operational. And so it gave us some good feedback and we had a lot of people sign up for free and that were very generous to their time. Yeah. And where are you in the process now? I mean, you're nine months into it, right? Roughly. Yeah. Uh, So right now we're actually, we're trying to do a raise with some investors and, you know, we're constantly growing. We're getting contracts with fleets and businesses probably two to three times a week and just refining it. We're right now, the biggest problem I think that we've got dialed in is trying to figure out that reoccurring revenue. So when they're not down, how are we still engaging them as a, as a customer and figuring out how to add value to our service? Continually? Yeah. 
And I would imagine those would be things probably, I mean, my, my wheels are turning uh, with ideas. <laughs> That's interesting. So I see the challenge there. You get a car serviced and you don't get it serviced again for what, another year, whatever it may be. Yeah, I think that part of what we didn't really know, I went in with my HR hat on thinking that we were going to walk into doors and offer this as an additional benefit to their employees, you know, and I thought companies would buy into that. But companies were still closed and we were right. meeting a lot of doors. So then the B2C started to happen. But where we've really shown some growth is definitely in the fleets. And I think that the possibility of, you know, having reoccurring revenue by managing their fleets is where we're headed Interesting. right now. Yeah. Okay. Right From now. Well, broader than just service. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. maintenance of all kinds. That's Let us help you. Yes. Interesting. But I think that could easily translate into the customers, too. I was just yeah. right where I was going to go. I think there's a B2C opportunity there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think uh, if you have some peace of mind and if you can automate some of those processes, which is what we're kind of figuring out right now, I think people would find value and that would want to sign up for that, especially if it's at a price point that they like. I agree with that. I think that's really interesting. So I would imagine, given that you're a new business, you're not break even yet or anything. You're no. still, you're right, right, right. You're still in the very, very early formative stages of this. You're still doing a lot of learning, a lot of probably, you know, here and there tweaking and pivoting and other things that all businesses have to do once they take what's in a business plan and actually put it to play into market. Right. You're taking all that market feedback back that you're getting good and bad, whatever it may be. And you're learning from that and you're adapting. And then when you guys think about this business, where does it go? You know, what's the ultimate manifestations? What are you driving toward? Well, we envision ourselves almost at this point as like a, a fleet management. We want everybody to be a part of that quicker fleet. And so right now, as we're just in a local area, I think that this could be easily expanded into other cities and other locations. Uh, I think it's a very easy model to kind of put in other locations. Yeah. What's the competitive playing field at this point? Well, for thankfully for companies like Uber and DoorDash, they've kind of paved the path for on-site, on-demand services. Uh, fortunately, you know, through our research, and it's been extensive, there aren't a lot of competitors that are doing on-site automotive care for one reason or another. That right? have their own employees. That That's what's important. Employees. You know, so we thoroughly vet our employees with, you know, background checks, right. make sure they're the right, right fit. So right. they're doing business with you. You're not, you're not finding someone, a resource to be able to do no. the work. Right. You're instead, you guys, you, you do the handshake, you're doing business with yeah. us. We'll yeah. take care of you. And knowing the two of you, I'm sure that plays really well. Yeah. There's um, a sensitivity, obviously, when you're going to yeah, someone's, someone's work or someone's home. work or home and, and their car. Yeah. Yeah. Taking their car. But we're also finding it's interesting that people really want to engage and talk. You know, we have a website that you could book a service online, but we're finding people actually, whether it's because of the pandemic, I'm not sure. They want to talk. They want to see somebody when they come to their house. It can be completely contactless, though, obviously, because everything comes through a text, including your estimate. We send pictures of your repairs via text. And then yeah. you can pay via text. I would imagine for you guys getting, you know, endorsements like from the Better Business Bureau and getting endorsements from other testimonial accounts, which, we others, do. which you do, I have yeah. no doubt. We have uh, A rating on yep. Better Business Bureau. Yep. And so because that gets to that confidence, that they're, that trust and confidence they're looking for, it's fundamentally, you know, as a baseline. You can't, can't make it without it. It's going to be just really critical. Well, I think it's really exciting. I, I guess in many ways, how do you feel about, you know, here you had this idea, you had this vision, you chose instead of going back to work, Alex, to create a business. Yep. You're making a life change, uh, Carolyn. What, how is it playing out versus how you expected it to? Are you guys happy and satisfied? And, oh, yeah. I yeah. think with anybody, I mean, I, and especially in our professional careers, we, we can easily recognize that there's going to be ups and downs in any business, whether you're employed by someone or you're doing your own business. I and, mean, in life, right? Yeah. I mean, you, know, you right, have to have the right, mental fortitude. Right. Oh, you do. 
to make sure to like weigh it out. You do. I think that we're really proud of what we've created, and I think we're confident in where we're going, and we understand that it's going to change sometimes, and we're prepared for those course corrections. Yeah. You know, I'm really happy for you guys and excited for you guys. I think you have a cool model. You know, every business has challenges. I think getting over that trust hurdle, again, not having nothing in fact to the contrary, but I mean, if I'm going to trust anybody, I'd certainly trust you guys. You came in to sell me on this, that's for sure. But there, that's an issue. That's a hurdle, right? I mean, you got to earn that. That comes with time and you have to have enough time in business to demonstrate that that's just fundamentally there. But I think the model's really interesting, and I, I think you guys have a great opportunity ahead of you. And I know the two of you, with your vision and with your values, you're onto something. And well, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. So, yeah. from, from a startup nation radio perspective, getting people inspired and you know about starting a business, you guys certainly are contributing to our cause. That's for sure. And we thank you for being on. Well, well thank, thank you. you. Yeah, and if they want to reach you, look, we always want to support people in the startup nation community. If you out there are listening and you think this is a service you could use. Whether it be fleet service or whether it be, you know, if you're a consumer wanting to take advantage of the service, they get you at quickerco.com, right? Q-U-I-K-E-R-C-O.com. There we go. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Wishing you all the best and great success. All right, back with more after this break on Startup Nation Radio.